You are listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast. So welcome to this week's episode of the Chits and Giggles podcast. Uh, my name is Ben and I'm joined today with Dave. Hello. And we decided we're going to do the podcast in a park today because it's, it's a, a nice day. day. So if you hear lots of uh, children screaming and cars and planes. That's why. That's why. It's because we're outside enjoying the nice weather. There's a man over there, the dog over there. It's lovely. This is a nice day. Nice, pigeons. Don't forget all the pigeons. pigeons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, on. today we want to talk about next step gaming. So, what we mean by next step gaming is if you've played um, many of the basic games the that classics. everyone has in their cupboard, Monopoly and Scrabble and the such, but you're looking for something new, one of the, you know, a new game that you can relate to the old ones, we're going to have some games here that we're going to recommend that you check out. Yeah, so the first one we're going to look at is Scrabble. So again, Scrabble is a kind of word game, you've got a board, um, and we wanted to look at other word games that are available to play that, if you played Scrabble, you, you know, you've, you've kind of got that in you anyway, you like making words up, looking at anagrams, those sort of style things, um, and there's obviously a lot of games out there that are kind of catering to that audience. Um, so Ben, you're going to talk about the first one, which is one we talked a little bit about before in a previous podcast. Yeah, I mentioned it in the two-player podcast, and the game's called Snatch super simple game um, and we mentioned the two player podcast but it does actually go way up to four you could probably play it with five and it comes quite intense with that many players but it is a really good word game because it doesn't reward you for having the best vocabulary so unlike a game like Scramble where you might feel like well they know more words than me or my spelling's not so good in this game you'll often find that at the end of the game all the words are really simple everybody knows them there's no hard words there and the skill comes in being able to spot these words from the letters and being able to grab them from each other and things like that, which is quite good. Do you think... Well, I think one thing that people like about Scrabble is they learn new words. I've seen some ridiculous words in Scrabble. Yeah. Isn't it like X-I-Z? Is that a word? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Well, there's um, so many new words now, like obs, obs now in Scrabble. So I guess you can do the same thing with Snatch, which is... It's true. I'm, I've frequently played it with a Scrabble dictionary if you're playing a more serious game, and every now and then people will pull out words and you're just like, oh, what is that? Uh, and the good thing about Snatch is that you'll remember that because the more you play Snatch, you'll see some patterns forming. So there'll be a word that comes up in one game and then someone steals it using some fantastic words you didn't think of. And in a future game, if that word pops up again, you'll think, I'll remember, uh-huh. they stole that from me last time. I'm going to steal it from them this time using the same word. So yeah, you are constantly learning, which is quite good fun. Yeah, so it's got that, that nice scrabble element to it, which is why it's a good little step on. Uh, and the other one we wanted to talk about was Word on the Street, um, which is more of a family game, maybe. That's kind of how I feel when I'm sitting down to play it. But it's essentially you've got a kind of board, which is set up like a street. Down the middle of that board, you've got most letters from the alphabet, not all. Um, and then you're going to be drawing a card off of a deck, which will give you an object that you're going to have, or I don't know, place or something like that that you have to kind of use and you or say and if you can get as many letters in that word you then get to drag those words towards sorry those letters towards your side of the board um, if you get them off the side your side of the board you're going to score them as points so it's a nice little game getting you to think of longer words getting you to think of new interesting ways to play the game um, but what I like about it is that you're encouraged to try and distract your opponent, which is always good. Any game where you have to shout nonsense at your opponent is a good game. Um, so this one benefits from that. Uh, and again, that's why it works quite nice as a family game. You know, Scrabbles, you're not really going to play with your kids because they're stupid. <laughs> and yeah. you're not going to be getting as much of a competition <laughs> there. Um, and whilst we're on the street, you know, the longer the word, the better it is. Sometimes you won't be able to think of that. Whereas 
it gives them a chance and it's a nice game to play I guess where you have you know the parents on either side the kids on either side that sort of style thing where you can share and come up with words together whilst the others shout nonsense words at you that have no relation to the one you're trying to come up with so it's got a bit of bit of fun element in there yeah. that you won't find in Scrabble yes <laughs> so like if you had a category what is the noisiest thing in the world that plane right now aeroplane <laughs> is a good is a good a lot answer of for that a lot question of that is a lot yeah. of letters but yeah I like how that you have to think on your feet but so say for instance someone is about to steal the letter G and then something comes up and it's mm. a river and you need to think of a river but you're like okay I can think of one with lots of letters in like Mississippi or something but yeah. I need one with a G mm-hmm. because if you know so, so you're, you're like the, oh, the river Ganges oh nice that's got two in it isn't it two G's there you go and then, then you, you. you spell that out and then uh, ignoring the, the vowels and bring those letters back to you so you're, you're not only do you have to think of a word that is as long as possible but you're also trying to think of words with specific letters either to capture them yourself or to stop the other player yeah, it's a great strategy them. and it's timed which is good yeah. Scrabble's not timed you know you yeah. can be there all blooming day um, that, is, that is one drawback of Scrabble that you have to kind of play with someone who's as dedicated as you because if they want to take you know 20 minutes a turn and you're just like speed Scrabble then that's not going to work yeah. very good you're going to get pretty annoyed and that's when you start playing certain four letter words uh, just kind of just subtly communicate to your opponent how you're feeling at that point in time so I'm not a big fan of word games. I don't know about you, but um, I think I, that the two we mentioned are yeah, two good games, but they games. don't feel too um, much like they're very you know, accessible to people games. who who aren't big fans of word games, yeah. which is which is part of the reason I, that, that we mentioned them because it would be very easy to get people to play these games, unlike Scrabble, which can be quite intimidating. Mm-hmm. There's more fun element in both Smash yeah, sure. and Word on the Street. So, sure. Yeah, we'd recommend both of those if you're looking to move on from Scrabble. Uh, the next one then, uh, Monopoly. Monopoly game that probably everyone has played yeah and all of its different kind of versions so i played dinoopoly pugopoly pugopoly oh pugopoly yeah what's mayfair and pugopoly i i can't remember just a really <laughs> handsome pug i guess uh, is it the pug from men in black <laughs> oh. um so yeah there's there's so many ridiculous versions of it I, everyone's played a version of monopoly there's ghettoopoly oh pretty gangster what's meta what's mayfair and ghettoopoly i i <laughs> Probably like Baltimore, isn't it? <laughs> um, Detroit. But, yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of game in Monopoly, I suppose, but we've all been there, and I don't know, it's not a game I would really return to very often. I think we've... we've... It's, when, when I play it, it's for nostalgic reasons mm-hmm. only. It's like, hey, let's play Monopoly again for good times. Just get angry at each other. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> but, um, but there are some games which... I think lead well onto Monopoly. So if you have a friend and you want to get them playing games and they play Monopoly and they like Monopoly, um, then we've got a couple of games that we would recommend. So I uh, would recommend Machikoro. Um, and the reason I recommend this one is because similar to Monopoly, you are collecting a series of cards and then these cards will generate you income, uh, similar to Monopoly. And how it works in Machikoro is on everybody's turn, they'll roll a dice and then depending on the, the buildings you've built, those dice may produce you income. Um, and there are some cards which let you steal money from other players and things like that. So there's that interaction between the players and you're kind of building this nice this city and you have your own collection of special buildings and things. Um, so I think that works really well. I would recommend um, looking for the expansion if you are going to play it because it does make the game a lot more interesting, a lot more fun. And there's also a lot more player interaction, which I think is the thing that a lot of people like or don't like from Monopoly. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, there's so much interaction, it ends up in fights. That's why I love it. Yeah. Let's have a nice game of Monopoly. <laughs> there's no such thing as a nice game of Monopoly. There's only betrayal. <laughs> betrayal uh, and death. Um, but again, another game that's got a similar sort of vibe is Catan. Um, it's got the trading 
sort yeah. of element, which is, you know, that's probably one of the more interesting things about Monopoly is the fact you're trying to trade and get sets of things. Um, it's less significant in Catan in a sense that, you know, if you get three wheat, you're not going to win the game. <laughs> it's that sort of thing. <laughs> but, it, you know, there's an element of it there which is useful um, and you can swap see with thing. You can make some ridiculous deals. It's kind of anything goes, really, mm. um, which, is, which is good. So I like that element. It's got the dice. Both the games do, which is another element I suppose is really important in Monopoly. Is a little bit of luck element yeah, of what you're going to land on, true. what you're going to get. Um, you're kind of generating from that. And it's uh, both these games could work in a slightly reverse way to Monopoly. A Monopoly where you know you're trying not to land on someone else's thing. In both Machikoro and in Catan, you know, rolling numbers could benefit you, but also could benefit other people. Um, in some cases with Magikoro it's going to be very bad for you to roll certain yeah. numbers and um, in Magikoro you can actually choose sometimes to roll one dice or two dice yeah depending on the situation to a, you know to be at the most advantageous position for you so there's been numerous games where I've started rolling two and then it turns to a point where okay if I roll two now this is going to benefit benefit way more people than me so I'm going to start rolling one again on my turn <laughs> yeah. until I build up some more income and I can then match what everybody else has got so both of those games are really similar interesting vibes to Monopoly but both of them are definitely better games overall yeah for sure um, there's more strategy involved it's not so much the luck of what you're landing on you've still got the interactions with the players which is going to make every game different every time uh, and also you know depending on who you're playing with you get rivalries which is always always yep. fun um, in Catan you know you can use that to your advantage by using the robber to screw each other over and yep. steal stuff from each other which is great fun something that Monopoly definitely lacks is, is stealing things that's true <laughs> yeah free parking instead of getting the money <laughs> in the middle you should steal money Yoink! from other players that would um, be good. so you know they've got some really interesting elements that almost are obviously inspired by Monopoly but it's just taking a very interesting direction away yep. from the bad bits and just injecting yep. it with lots more fun um, so both those games are great to move on from Monopoly so another one you may have sitting in your cupboard that you've played a lot is Cluedo. Or Clue. Or Clue, yeah. Which Great is... film. Tim Curry, <laughs> wow. Amazing. But this is a deduction game. And there are a, a lot of deduction games out there which offer a lot more intrigue than Cluedo. Uh, one of them I would recommend is Avalon. Um, and in Avalon, it's a deduction game because you're trying to work out, out of those playing, who are on the evil team, I guess. So you've got one team, which is the goodies, and they're the servants of, loyal servants of, who is it, of Arthur. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to complete some quests, but there are some minions, and these guys are trying to fail the quests. And essentially, you're trying to deduce throughout the game, through the way people vote and interact, which people are the minions and which people are the goodies. And uh, it's such a good game of deduction, but it's also a team game, and, and there's this, this element of betrayal. So unlike in Cluedo, where you, you may be the murderer, you know, if but you're you don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it doesn't change how you yeah. play the game. You may actually find out that you're the murderer and you've just solved the crime in which you were the. Incriminated yeah. yourself. It was right. me with the sausage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in Avalon, um, you really invested into your role and into your team, which is really exciting. Yeah, and you really want to keep yourself hidden, yeah. um, which is good as well. Yeah, it's so, so intense. It is. Compared to Cluedo, which isn't. Dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think for that reason alone, yeah, both Avalon and Resistance um, are just much better. Um, I've still kind of deduce who is, I guess, the bad guys, but it matters more. Um, whereas in Cluedo, like you said, you know, it's kind of just ticking things off a list mm. and hoping that you eventually come to the right answer. 
Um, another game that if you like deduction games is a really good one to go for is Mr. Jack Pocket, which again there's been a review about, you should check it out on the website. Um, but it's a game I really enjoy, it's a two player game, but it has that real kind of detective work feel to it in the sense you're trying to narrow down the suspects in a game. Mm. But instead of you know ticking things off a little list, literally if you can see them, you'll either know if they are the killer or not the killer. Um, and if they're not, then obviously you can get them off your list to turn over the tiles, though no longer are those people you need to be worrying about. So you're narrowing it down, it feels a bit more intense. But the other interesting thing is that you know you are playing asymmetric games here. One of you is the detective, one of you is the mm. killer, and you are trying to, if you're the killer, avoid the detectives, and if you're the detectives, you're trying to hunt them down. So there's a bit more tension that's gonna be building up from that, but it still has that nice detective feel. You get your Sherlock on, um, and it's also fun being you know the, the killer trying to escape the gaze of the detectives. So just an interesting different spin on a deduction game that works really, really nicely and is a lovely little two-player game as well. Mm. What I, I actually prefer Mr. Jack Pocket to Mr. Jack. Yeah. For the simple reason that once you know who it is, you, you've captured them. Yeah. Unlike in Mr. Jack, you find out who they are. Then you have to spend the rest of the game running around yeah. to try and actually catch them. Um, and to me, it's it's the deducing in the game, which is the most fun, most interesting bit. The the kind of the bit afterwards where you're running around catching. Them. I know who you are. Mm -hmm. Can we just finish now? <laughs> so that's what I really like about Mr. Mr. Jack Pocket. It's just I know who you are. I win as Sherlock. Yeah. Um, I like that. The Deer Stalker is necessary, I think. Um, <laughs> another game we haven't really written on our list here, but I think um, is worth mentioning because there's quite a lot of deduction games. Just mm. thinking of them, uh, and another one that I've enjoyed. If you're into that sort of thing, it's is uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, which is almost like a murder mystery evening, um, but you're playing against the game itself. Um, but it definitely has that deduction, but in a much more interactive way. You know, you're running around and you're almost following tips in the book to go and knock on people's doors, and then will, you'll read a little section from the book that will tell you, you know, lead you to another clue that's bringing it on. So you actually feel much more like a detective in that game mm. than you ever do mm. in Cluedo. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure book in yeah. a way. Yeah, um, it's a definitely a big step to go on to, to consoling detective and maybe you want to get there eventually once you've been through games like Resistance and Mr. Jack but it's worth mentioning because it just yeah, fits the sure. the atmosphere of Cluedo um, quite well yeah and choose a, choose a group start playing with them and try and play all the different um, scenarios with the same group because it's really oh, nice yeah. as, a, as a team to we've got some lovely evenings where candle lit in the middle of the table gathered around a scotch in your glass and just trying to figure out who who's on the case and you'll be there for hours we've had three hour games we're sitting there we've got notepads we've been writing down all these little details of who we think we might then you wildly speculate um, who it may be until you've narrowed it down to someone you hope it probably is um, <laughs> but the nice thing about that game is you're also trying to beat Sherlock who's going to have solved the case in like four you know, yeah, sketch yeah. of uh, clues He's and you're good. still struggling four hours later on your 20th clue uh, <laughs> tearing your hair out but yeah it's just a very atmospheric game that's got a similar feel to Cluedo but just a much more advanced version so the next game we have and the last one I want to mention that everyone has played is Jenga very popular game some may even say it's not a game it's more of a toy <laughs> but it is very popular especially at the cafe um, and there's a couple of games that I'd recommend if you're looking for the next step up from Jenga one of them quickly is a game called Chairs which is almost like reverse Jenga because you actually start with a single chair and then you're trying to build this mound, this heaving mass of chairs as tall as you can from the top. So it's it's a lot more interesting than Jenga. Um, but if you're looking for something with a bit of strategy and an actual kind of more elements of a game, then I'd recommend Riff Raff, which is almost like 
buckaroo for adults it's in a way. amazing it yep. is pretty amazing it's an amazing looking game as well you have this giant wooden ship that comes out of the box and it tips in every single different direction wildly, yeah. uh, and each player has a certain number of pieces of cargo and you're trying to get the cargo on the ship to get rid of it all but then if the ship tips and all the cargo falls off you add that to your stash but what's quite clever with it is that in each round or each turn you choose a card from your deck and everyone has a deck of cards from 1 to 10 and each of these cards refer to different positions on the on the ship and what you're trying to do is you play a card and that's the position that you have to play on however whoever plays the highest number will go first but the highest numbers are the most difficult spots to place your pieces so you have there's a bit of strategy in playing the card in the right timing and then also second guessing of what you think they might play because you want them to go first so that hopefully they tip the ship and if you have an empty ship then your card will be really easy so there's this kind of bluffing double bluffing and but then there's also the dexterity balancing game um, it's so much fun it I'd is. like to see as with Jenga you can have those massive versions I'd love a massive version of Riff Raff. Um, a life-size version of Riff Raff. That would be fantastic. Have, and you actually have to physically climb yep. up the mast. <laughs> the rigging. To put the thing on the top and climb back down. Yeah, many deaths resulted at the end of the people trying to... Because you can, you can catch the pieces of cargo as they fall off oh, the God. ship yeah. to try and to stop you from getting those uh, things out monkey. of your supply. Yep. So yeah, you're trying to catch these massive crates as they fall off a 20-foot mast. Uh, I might really retract that stuff. <laughs> uh, another game that I really like... Um, it kind of falls into your, your comment about it being a bit of a toy, uh, is a game called Cube Quest, which is kind of like a little battle game where you have different cubes and you have two different zones, you're against an opponent, and you're building up your cubes to almost make a defensive wall to protect your king cube. Um, and then you're going to flick your cubes at your opponent's area to try and smash their king off of the board. It's as simple as that. Um, there are more advanced rules where you can add in different pieces, but in the sort of base game, it's just kind of, I guess, what you'd call pawns and a king. Um, so you'll just crackle them. You'll flick as hard as you can to just try and wipe out their king. Um, the reason I say it's kind of got the toy element in it is it because often cues will get lost underneath the radiator or the <laughs> sofa, and you know you have to pause the game as you try and find where the heck it's gone. But it's got that kind of face off against each other. You know, it's a bit of dexterity in there of how you're flicking your pieces to try and get rid of theirs um, so it, it's a lot of fun to be had in there um, it's got that whoa moments that Jenga's so good about um, but it's a very different feeling to it but definitely worth a look into if you enjoy that what I like is that they've actually incorporated into the rules a mechanic to discourage you from just flicking the things as hard as you can oh yeah it never works anyway yeah yeah, it's yeah terrible, but... terrible idea <laughs> but if you if you if you're one of your cubes ends up uh, with the correct orientation in their half mm -hmm. of the game then it stays there yeah. which now means you get a very easy nice direct snipe um, we can get some ice cream mm. I really feel like ice cream now oh, I know <laughs> delicious it just shows you what a nice sunny whole, lovely day it is there's ice cream vans and there's people playing it's a good day good day lovely day to stay indoors and play board games board games that's <laughs> right saying? all these ones that we just recommended so yeah these all hopefully all these games you might have friends who you want to get into gaming and, and you know that they've played some of these really familiar games and you're thinking what can i what can i get them to play to get them to kind of branch out from these basic cupboard games i call mm -hmm. them um a great and, way to introduce any game is that oh it's a bit like yeah that's right you can be like oh well you like monopoly this is a bit like monopoly because such and such and such and then hopefully you can get people to start experiencing other games and i found often people will catch the bug 
mm-hmm. and that's it they're like oh my goodness this is an amazing game I want more like this and then once you're off and running you can introduce them to so many of the games hopefully you have in your collection and yeah. you've just created a new gamer well done yeah. good work you <laughs> these are yeah I guess these are true gateway games because they really are taking you from games that you know yeah. very obviously next step mm-hmm. uh, on, on the rung to um, move them on to I guess the heavier games so if you are a heavier gamer and you're trying to get more friends involved in your gaming group and trying out some new interesting stuff then this is a great first step to get them along on that path by giving them a game that's not too dissimilar from what they're used to yeah yeah don't don't make the step in monopoly you can build houses and you have a house in agricola there's a the connection do you want oh, to play no. agricola there goes your life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some smaller steps than that yeah smaller smaller baby steps. steps baby steps baby steps i like it cool well thanks for listening I hope all the park noises either didn't make you too excited <laughs> to get outside or weren't too distracting. Um, but thanks for listening. Feel free to check out any more reviews we have on the website. We've got some really interesting ones coming up soon. And hopefully uh, check you out next week. Thanks very much. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast. For more reviews and podcasts, visit forchitsandgiggles.com. Thank you.